Emmy award-winning comedian John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time only on Netflix. We want to tell you about a headgum podcast we think you're going to love. Factually with Adam Conover. You might know Adam from his hit show, Adam Ruins Everything, but he's also the host of the hit podcast, Factually. In each episode, Adam talks with exceptional experts to help him separate fact from fiction in a wide range of topics covering everything from artificial intelligence, climate change, social justice, labor organizing, the weather, gun, sleep, and even death itself. If that's not enough, he even makes it funny. Previous guests include United States Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg, best-selling authors Yuval Noah Harari, Rebecca Solnit, and Susan Orlean. If you're curious and never stop asking questions, then you've come to the right place. Join Adam as he searches for all your answers, one hilarious investigative deep dive at a time. Love Adam. Love this podcast. He's one of the smartest, funniest people around. Uh, you never, you can't go wrong by uh, by listening to Adam. So check it out. Subscribe to Factually with Adam Conover on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes drop every Wednesday. <laughs> this is the Joy Behar seat. <laughs> I didn't know she's in her 80s. She's what? In her 80s? Yes. That's incredible. How old is she? Or maybe like late. I didn't know she Hang was on. as old as she is. Oh. Well, she's got money to. Bay- is she 80? I wouldn't be surprised. That's not Eighty-one. Yes, oh I found this God. information out the other day, and I was right. shocked. <laughs> she looks incredible. Yeah, that's like Martha Stewart level. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. How old is Martha Stewart? In her eighties. God, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah got to go to who they go to. Yeah, yeah, I want you need to find the. Well, again, you don't want to go to who New Matt York. Rife goes to. Oh. <laughs> Well, he got a he yeah. had a group on. But I think we got all again. Movie. It's the whole New York thing. It's like you never let the butchers out here touch your face, and Kendra, you never I let you people. Told me that, and I've seen people in LA since. I'm like, they didn't know. They yeah, didn't right. Know Isn't it the, that's the old saying, right? Yeah. You do your face in New York and body, the body yeah. in Los Angeles. Yep. The, the, the girls are going to the DR to get their body. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Kobe Copeland. Hello. Sitting in, for, sitting in for Brian Semmel. Oh, wow. I'm in the Brian seat. You're I didn't in the know Brian this was the seat. Brian seat. Just Period. two feet taller and the blacker. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's three toes darker. <laughs> Kendra and Hallie are also here. Oh, hi. Hello. Let's get into it. What a weekday. Back in October, Donald Trump's lawyers asked Judge Tanya Chutkin, who's overseeing the January 6th case, to dismiss the election interference charges against him on the grounds of presidential immunity. And you gotta admire the bold swing. Your Honor, my client may have done some serious crimes, but he also abused his power as leader of the free world to do them, so I believe we're in the clear. His lawyers argued that Trump was working to ensure election integrity as part of his official responsibilities as president and was therefore protected from criminal prosecution. That's right, as long as you're sitting behind the Resolute desk when you tweet, try to box in Mike Pence from the right, he has a weak ankle, they can't take it down for it. Chutkin rejected the argument, saying that former presidents enjoy no special condition on their federal criminal liability. Defendants may be subject to federal investigation, indictment, prosecution, conviction, and punishment for any criminal acts undertaken while in office. But not if they never catch you, said Jimmy Carter with a wink, placing a stolen Renoir in Rosalind's coffin. (laughs) (laughs) So... Let's talk about it. Yeah. Because (laughs) (laughs) why did they wheel him out in a wheelchair? Oh, did he make it to the funeral? Oh, you didn't see. No, I didn't. There were two funerals that he was at both. Oh. I think that's so... 
They made him go they to They had Kissinger's? such a love. No, no, no. Two Rosalind funerals. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had such a love. Yeah, it yeah. was like, if my spouse passed, I too would want to be there. But it's also like, he was like in repose almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best case scenario. <laughs> That is the, the yeah, best yeah, case scenario. They, sure, had, they sure. had like a 60-year romance. They were so in love. They mm-hmm. so loved each other. But at the end... Would you rather be the one who went first or the second one? 100%. Percent. Yeah, what would, would you say? 100% first. I would go second, but only because I would. I think I imagine, I would imagine my spouse would want to go first. So I'll take the L. You know, that's interesting. I think it depends on like... If we're at the Jimmy Carter, Rosalind Carter, 99 years old, at that point, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, like, right. you're not here. <laughs> versus... <laughs> I think there's something like, they're both at the very end of their lives. One, obviously, is going to go first. And I would hope that you can... That, like, you've sent... You've been able to send your spouse off. They're gone. Mm-hmm. You've successfully lived your life together, and you can kind of reflect on that in your very final days. And it's not that long. He's very—he's been in hospice yeah, care yeah, since the beginning of the year. Yeah. yeah, maybe there's something beautiful in that that, like, he can just sort of say, "Like, I did it." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope that that's how it is. I hope he's not furious <laughs> and trying just to beating on the top <laughs> of the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been me. <laughs> like trying to get like um, young blood and like try to see like he's Ooh, not. Yeah, like, he just gets jacked like that guy, that, that weird uh, tech what if, guy. Oh, the one what who like that, reduced what if, his <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg. No, I mean, the one who the one who's bringing down his epidemic age or whatever. It's yeah, called. he like oh, yeah. injected his son's blood. He's like taking all sorts of medication. He's a horrible dye job, which is cra- the craziest part. Is like if you didn't have that, you'd look ten years younger. What if in the next few days there's a statement from the jimmy carter center and it says jimmy carter uh would like to announce that he's uh met someone and has begun dated his new 32 year old girlfriend J- janice Move over like Anna Nicole Smith kind of yeah. that would be such a yeah, twist i love her just ruin his legacy on the way out but also i would be interested i'd want to know more yeah Back to the ruling. If the specter of subsequent prosecution encourages a sitting president to reconsider before deciding to act with criminal intent, that is a benefit, not a defect, Chotkin added. Every president will face difficult decisions. Whether to intentionally commit a federal crime should not be one of them. Though the suggestion that Trump has ever made a difficult decision instead of moving entirely from primordial instinct uh, is pretty funny. Like a Venus flytrap that loves hamburgers. (laughs) You had ha- you you wrote this one, and you you had originally said hamburgers, and then you changed it to grabbing gr- pussy, grabbing pussy. Oh, but Sarah ooh, and I wow. changed it back. That's we saw, fine. we I, liked that's hamburgers. Fine. <laughs> I, I I know you're reticent to use that word in a joke, anyway. So. No, it wasn't that. It was purely joke math. No, I, felt, I hate that word too. I think there's something funny about a Venus flytrap that eats hamburgers. And also, hamburger is a funnier word. It is. That's yeah. why it was just a funnier word. Hamburgers. I just was in the mood. No, listen, we're all in a mood. Meanwhile, a separate decision over January 6th lawsuits found that because the president does not spend every minute of every day exercising official responsibilities, when he acts in an unofficial private capacity, he is subject to civil suits like any private citizen. And that's true for all of us. I can call producer Brian a goofy idiot with breadsticks for legs while we're recording, but if I say it in passing in the kitchen, suddenly it's an HR issue. That would have worked better if he were here. He's not. Yeah, leave him alone. I I didn't even write that. I don't even know which one of of you maniacs wrote it. I think Brian wrote it. It could have been Lazarus. It could have been been Brian. It could have been Brian. Yeah. Sometimes Brian puts those jokes in. Yeah. This is like me watching the sausage get made, as Mm -hmm. they say. Trump wasn't just getting bodied in court this week, however. He was also in Iowa riffing. 
In a speech in Cedar Rapids on Saturday, Trump tried to I'm rubber your glue one of President Biden's core messages, calling Biden the real threat to democracy. Well, I suppose it's one man's word against another's. Time to let Joe Rogan sort it out. (laughs) Said Trump, he's been weaponizing government against his political opponents like a third world political tyrant, which is bad. Which is bad, continued Trump, <laughs> frowning at the notes scribbled on his hand. Journalists seem to be catching on to the threat Trump would pose in a second term as he's promised vast immigration roundups, persecution of trans people, and military intervention in America's cities. This on top of the violent rhetoric he's been using on the campaign trail. Very simply, if you rob a store, you can fully expect to be shot as you are leaving that store. Shot. Is that past tense or or future tense? Or is he making you a can promise? Fully or is he saying he's making happening. a promise. He's that making a, a promise. promise. Okay. Thankfully, right. there's not much chance Trump will be able to enact this policy vision since traditionally the sitting president does not also work as a CVS security guard. <laughs> also, one of the challenges to implementing this policy, most stores aren't gold rush supply depots run by a failed prospector. <laughs> Who the fuck is pulling down $16 an hour and getting into a hot war in the soft goods department to protect Walmart from retail strength? Get behind me. Get behind me. We're taking back the floating section that has outdoor cups in spring and Christmas shit in the fall. I'll die to protect shareholder value. It's not a Waffle House. Are you familiar with Gail Lewis? Who's Gail Lewis? Are you familiar with Gail Lewis? More context. Okay, on TikTok, this woman, Gail Lewis, she she worked at the Walmart for 10 years, and then she sent out a message, like, on the phone into the TikTok over the, um, I mean, into the phone over the intercom, intercom, saying, this is Gail Lewis signing off, 10-year associate, and it's gone, like, crazy viral on TikTok. And I think she would ride for for the Mm -hmm. goods, for the store, for Walmart. And... You know, that's, I think it's cool to take pride in what you do. But the idea that, like, <laughs> like someone's grabbing fucking diapers and running out of a Walmart, and you're going to shoot that person? It's not a criminal offense. People have been shot for less. They have been. They have been. But that's not right. You don't think it's good. You did say that like there's an experience backing that up, but, uh. <laughs> I am not a criminal. <laughs> Trump's also said that his opponents are vermin and immigrants are poisoning the blood of our country. It's poisoning the blood of our country. Uh, it's so bad. And people are coming in with disease. People are coming in with with every possible thing that you can have. Oh, that explains my tummy ache, said Army Hammer, wiping his mouth. Because he eats people, Ugh. according to those stories. Remember <laughs> when he's a cannibal? He's He soft launched himself back a few weeks ago. And he's at the gym, which means it's like a thirst trap. Like he's like, yeah. he's out for blood. And I also, I don't know. That's one of those ones where we, I think we talked about this. I feel kind of bad for what we, the the way we let that story get out of control. No, nah, I'm jumping no back. Proof. I think it was fine. I could not speak <laughs> on this topic. I don't. Num, num, num. Was it? <laughs> num, 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 num. Because. What? What do you mean, Kendra? Just in terms of, like, no article ever came out. There was never any, like, actual reporting done to back up any of the numerous— I can't I even thought the name. messages came out, no? There were messages, but nev- no one ever, like, went and then interviewed that person mm. or, like, did any more research into what was being claimed. Mm. I do think it's really troubling when, like, I think that, like, I think we have—what we have learned, I think, over the last several years is— when a story is reported journalistically, uh, that is a place where where you know that there's been a real adjudication of the facts. Are they always right? No. Like people make mistakes. People can say that some you know that some outlets have not covered things they should have covered. There have also been stories that have fallen apart. 
But when there are just sort of allegations leveled by a person against another person and they're not like run through a process by an institution, it kind of is like the worst of both worlds, right? Because like the allegations are out there and people can read them for themselves and decide how seriously they take them. But on the one hand, the person they're about doesn't have a a forum to respond in the same way. And then on the other hand, people don't take them as seriously as they would an allegation in like the Times or in a reported outlet. So you end up in this sort of strange like nether space where a person has been maybe correctly accused of something, but at the same time, it, it isn't like, the, it's it's like half a reckoning, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. the journalists, no one did anything journalistically. And then also I think it was the LAPD like cleared him of the the cannibalism part or the or the the assault part. Like the LAPD cleared him on something and then it never went any further except for the fact that like the messages were released and then we started seeing him in working in that timeshare office or whatever. So I guess we just got to ho- hope that he doesn't eat a woman. I think unfortunately is where we're at. I was like, well, I hope that was, uh, I hope that wasn't real. I mean, I hope uh, love it doesn't eat a woman. That's just a standard ooh. that I hold You had better not at this to. point. <laughs> at this point of the game, if you eat a woman. <laughs> it's uh, up for you. When a woman, excuse me, we excuse me. Here. We're not it's dealing up, with you When a woman goes in for a time. hug, yeah. I extend my hand for a handshake. I know that we're like, like, that's like the level of intimacy I'm going for. But I, but it's like, there's another part of it too, which is like, then you end up in a situation where, like, like the whether or not a person is held responsible in their careers is like almost it's like it's so it's like luck, right? Because you have mm-hmm. like Jared Leto. There's been like a bunch of oh, kind of yeah. Oh, yeah. oh he slides into the DMs of younger women, how young, ooh, rumors, and then people say all kinds of things. But Jared Leto is is doing whatever Jared Leto's doing, climbing you know, the Empire sending, State Building, sending dead birds to what is going yeah, what was on? That? Why Wait, is what he happened? Doing? He climbed the Empire State Building dressed as Spider Man, I believe. I think that's great. Yeah. Great. Better than eating a woman. We can all agree. <laughs> yes. And, and, and I've always said that. I've always said that. But then you have Army Hammer, right? It was also, and it's like, is the threshold just like, oh, like, we don't want the trouble? You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know. But I mean, that's true of a lot of like this, like Me Too reporting where it's like the thing about Harvey Weinstein is like, there were so many stories. Mm-hmm. Like, there, it was so much like, I mean, not easy, obviously, uh, but like it, there was, and then I feel like this is the kind of thing like, cannibalism unless there are these specific facts that's I feel like people probably wouldn't necessarily want to stick their neck out on something like that famously 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 the neck is so soft (laughs) and vulnerable as they say go cut right through that one of the zones with a deli slicer (laughs) please edit this out Yeah, but everyone just sort of, it seems like Army Hammer got canceled because like cannibalism is so funny. <laughs> I think it was also, he was just kind of zeitgeisty in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like he was, you know how they say like the white boy of the month? He yeah. was like the white boy of the month. Because wasn't he being considered like maybe for a DC role or something Something too? major. Yeah, like, yeah, where we just decided this is an easy one to get rid of and so we got rid of him. He's back. I, He's back right I love the man from UNCLE. Have you seen the man Somebody from Uncle. had to. Really? No, I think that's. Have you seen my it? vibe? Oh, I like the man from Uncle. Yeah, the man from Uncle is great. It was solid. Yeah. it was solid. It was better than it, it was better than I expected. It's a romp. It was a romp. It was a romp. It was a good old time. Yeah. And by the way, call me by your name. Yes. Yeah. yeah that that that's a film. Yeah. That's it a beautiful is. film. It's a little groomery. Can we talk about for it? Sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. However, also you could be groomery and also be romantic. Those two things aren't mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. I avoided and that's the it. I avoided it for a long time because I was like, seems groomery. Right. Mm-hmm. But 
it's better a good, than Lone it's Ranger. A good music. It's a good better movie. What? Lone Ranger. Oh, I forgot about that I think, one. But I think like I think like Call Me by Your Name, like the, just the spoilers ahead for Call Me by Your Name. In 2016, <laughs> Call Me by Your Name. So uh, pause now, pause now, and watch right now. Call Me by Your Name in full. Okay, you're back. <laughs> the, the that like to me like the movie. I was I was sort of like uncomfortable with like the full embrace of it because I was like, well, there's a way in which this age dynamic is is strange. But I do think that like the end of it. And the way it does kind of like mm-hmm. end with the pain of this young guy like experiencing this loss and the other guy going off like like just ba- about his life like yeah just like happened. yeah yeah back to my back, wife back to Janet <laughs> 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 and him just you know Weeping beside himself which is so sad you're like oh well this is grappling with I think a bit of it anyway. So that's our thoughts on our <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's funny because I missed the because I didn't see it. I missed the "Call Me by Your Name" mm-hmm. uh, the commentary discourse, the discourse oh, cycle. The so I had to bring it back for this. Up. That's what this show is for. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> and Kobe hasn't. Kobe is yet to share his thoughts on "Call Me by Your Name" until this moment. Get them to the people. Make them public. <laughs> I already said too yeah, much. Yeah. <laughs> we got plenty. We got plenty. On Sunday, Liz Cheney joined the chorus of Panic, saying in a CBS interview that the United States is sleepwalking into a dictatorship. But like, we collectively are not sleepwalking into a dictatorship. Some of us are deeply terrified by the prospect and will do all we can to prevent it. Some of us are really into it. Some of us aren't paying attention at all. Some of us are deciding to embrace third-party candidates through a mix of immaturity, genuine frustration, ignorance, and preening narcissism. And some of us are George Santos. In today's show interview on Monday, Cheney warned that Trump would never leave office if he's reelected. Do you believe if Donald Trump were elected next year that he would try to stay in office beyond a second term? That he would never leave office? There's no question. You think he would try to stay in power forever? Absolutely. I mean, he's already done it once. I think it's cool that she thinks Trump has more than four years left. Ooh. <laughs> Truly though. I, well, I I maintain that man is gonna live forever. I have said it for years. He's gonna be alive for so much longer. The doctor said he's in great health. Yeah, yeah Trump well, Trump yeah. Trump's <laughs> doctor. <laughs> a doorman at Trump Soho gets him pills when he's in town. <laughs> anyway, this is the week that everybody stopped worrying Biden might lose and started worrying. Trump might win. In an Atlantic piece titled The Danger Ahead, David Frum warns that Trump's second term will be immensely worse than the first, just in terms of joint pain. (laughs) When you get older. You do get older. Frum argues that Trump will attempt to stop all cases, criminal and civil, pending against him, pardon those who tried to overturn the 2020 election, and weaponize the DOJ against his critics while firing federal officials who refuse to carry out unethical and or legal orders and using the military to put down protests. Crazy prediction. It's like when you hire a pet psychic and she tells you your dog wants more treats. Thanks for nothing, Carol. I paid you 80 bucks for this. Kendra. What? You wouldn't go to a pet psychic. Absolutely the fuck not. My dog had to get her ACL replaced and I fought it tooth and nail. Oh. I don't. But did she win the basketball game? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. In the end, if Trump is willing to undermine an election, Trump concluded, Americans must face the reality that Trump would have no problem using the military against protesters or his opponents, and American military officials must start planning for that possibility now. Hey, military officials, learn to say no. Establish some boundaries. You think your people-pleasing will bring you the love you deserve, but it won't. <laughs> There's a lesson we all had to learn. <laughs> One day. <laughs> 
And, oh no, Hitler, we continued at the Washington Post, where Robert Kagan, part of the anti-Trump neocon wing, wrote that we all need to exit our world of self-delusion and cut the shit. Trump will be the Republican nominee, and he is currently polling higher than President Biden for the presidency. As long as I keep my other delusions about how I look in certain shirts and my overall likability, I am willing to hear this man out. (laughs) Once Trump secures the nomination, Kagan writes, the mainstream media will boost his candidacy and messaging by covering his every move as they are doing currently with the coverage of his many legal trials. The problem with this logic, though, is Trump may have won the Republican nomination because of nonstop coverage that crowded out space for alternatives. But the reason that coverage worked is because it turns out Republicans fucking love Trump. It wasn't just that there was a lot of coverage. It's that people liked what they saw. In the general, in both 2020 and 2016, Trump's popularity ebbed when he was covered. His poll numbers right now may be partly explained by a lack of coverage. He won in 2016 when James Comey got out in front of Trump's scandals and noise. It cannot be that we are not taking the threat of Trump seriously enough and sleepwalking into dictatorship, but also if we cover his crimes and evil ramblings and promises, we are falling into his trap. He's an asshole with a shitty fan base. He's not the fucking Joker. There's this like Trump is magic thing that like, it seems almost self-fulfilling. Like we can't go from not paying enough attention to resolving that Trump is inevitable. Like it just, there is a middle ground where it's ugly and no, not everybody opposes Trump, but enough people do to stop him from winning. Trump will not be contained by the courts or the rule of law, Kagan argues. Well, not with that attitude. (laughs) On the contrary, he's going to use the trials to display his power. That's why he wants them televised. Trump's power comes from his following, not from the institutions of American government. And his devoted followers love him precisely because he crosses lines and ignores the old boundaries. They feel empowered by it. And that in turn empowers him. Anyone else get a little bit of a sexual energy from the way that was written? Like a little bit charged? Not for me. I'm saying from the writer. Mm, sounds like it's from you. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like uh, you're picking up no, what he's putting down. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that par- that paragraph or whatever we want to call it is completely right. I, I just remember like the the um, the f- furor over like the Johnny Depp trial even. Because that was like part- that was televised in parts and you could watch it live streaming. And I feel like that brought a lot of attention and a lot of people over to his side, in addition to like the TikToks and the social media obsession. Yes, but that's also in part because the coverage of the trial was so terrible. Mm -hmm. And like Trump is only in Trump, Trump being on trial may empower him in the sense that it might work for a small subset of the population. But the vast majority of Americans are not excited by the prospect of an indicted or and certainly not convicted president. In fact, they've said in that poll that terrified everybody from The New York Times, there was enough people that shifted when asked, would you vote for Trump if Trump were convicted, that Biden would win. And and so it's like there's a kind of like damned if we do, damned if we don't thing that like it's like overlearning the lessons of the last few years. Like it was very bad when Trump's podiums were on CNN all day, every day during 2016. That was costly. That was a huge mistake. Treating him like a joke was a mistake. He was very serious, but we can't overlearn the lesson and assume that because that in some way worked in 2016, that everyone out there is too stupid and adult to understand why we shouldn't elect someone who was convicted of a crime, even if the opponent is a thousand year old establishment figure, you know? Well, I think it's like basic questions like if that is true, then what should we be doing? And that's why I think with both these, what I what I do struggle with is like, let's say that's true. What do we do? Like, right. like so so what's the plan? So, so, like, so I think no, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, well that's the thing. I think this is like 
I, I okay, we went through oh no, Biden's too old cycle. That cycle is done. We're gonna have several more of them, but like, oh yeah, we're out of time. It's he's not getting younger, and it is what it is. So we went through that cycle. Now we're going through the realization that Trump is on track to be the nominee, and if he is the nominee, this is the kind of future that it is that 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 Trump portends if he uh, wins in the general and becomes president. The next phase, I pray, is a new cycle about okay, now what, right? Mm-hmm. And I do think that like. Sometimes the media treats non-rhetorical questions like rhetorical questions. Like, what do we do if Trump's the nominee? What do we do if the coverage... Like, there are answers to these questions. Mm -hmm. We have to just answer them. They're not going to be very satisfying answers. And there's no one thing that we'll all collectively do. No, we're going to have to work really hard to shore up the people that turned out for him in... Uh, in in 2020, like a lot of the moderate voters who are really turned off by Trump, we're going to have to make sure people understand the threat he poses on abortion. We're going to mm-hmm. have to figure out how to get young people back. We're going to have to figure out how to get disengaged people back. Like there's a lot of hard work that's going to have to happen and it's going to be fucking close and we're not going to know until it's over. But like, we're, that's the work. Like that's why we're here. I wish it weren't, like there's a kind of a, like a, I was talking about this yesterday on Pod Save America. It's like all these articles are written like the author is in a dream where they're screaming for help and no words are coming out. It's like as if there's nothing that we can, like, <laughs> right, there's, yeah. not a, like there's not a year between now and the election. Like, right. But but like, yes, yes, it's hard to make people hear. Yes, the fact that someone as despicable and, and dangerous as Donald Trump is such a threat is an indictment of a huge collective. Of course, all of that is true. But... There's ways to make people hear, and we just have to figure out what they are. And and I'm really kind of done with. I, I understand the value of making sure people understand the threat. I agree that forget the vast majority of the country that will never know this was a big Atlantic issue. <laughs> but even inside of like the media establishment and people that pay attention, I don't think we're countenancing the threat enough. I don't think we're facing it enough. So fine, let's do this. This is what people need. Great, I'm in. But I'm there. We're there. Okay. Let's fucking do something about it. I'm going to do my part. I'm going to make sure the Cubs don't win the World Series again next year. Thank you, Kendra. Indicting Trump for trying to overthrow the government will prove akin to indicting Caesar for crossing the Rubicon and just as effective. Like Caesar, Trump wields a clout that transcends the laws and institutions of government based on the unswerving personal loyalty of his army of followers. First of all, I'm not sure I'd describe the loyalty of Caesar's followers as unswerving. <laughs> If I recall, a number of them swerved pretty fucking hard this one March. But also, Trump is not like Caesar. He's like Omarosa or Jax Taylor or Big Ed from 90 Day Fiance. Do I think Omarosa could conquer Gaul if given the resources? Yes, I do. Not Big Ed. Can you, can you tell me one thing about Big Ed? I do have to you tell you something. I was so worried that I'd be called on this. I don't know who the fuck Big Ed oh, is. He's oh, he's sad. He's, he's the worst. Bad. He's horrible. He, we call him Big Pred in the fandom. Miss Girl was getting him Pred. together, though. Big, we call him Big Pred. Do you know Omarosa? Of course <laughs> I know Omarosa. <laughs> she was in the White House. I'm helping you know Do you know local legend Jax Taylor? <laughs> no. Uh, you don't know Jax? No, I just decided to go with the spirit of the joke because I understood the context. Yeah, okay. there you go. That's he's like when you a... watch The Simpsons when you, as a kid. You're like, I don't get it, but I'm laughing. Yeah, he's one of our best. <laughs> Kagan eventually gets to the existence of Democrats. Yes, there will be a large opposition movement centered in the Democratic Party, but exactly how this opposition will stop the persecution is hard to see. Congress and the courts will offer little relief, Kagan wrote. Democratic politicians, particularly members of the youngest generation, will yell and scream. But if they are not joined by Republicans, it will look like the same old partisanship. 
It's only heroic when Republicans stand up for election integrity because it took so much for them to overcome their natural default uselessness. Nobody blinks an eye when I walk around on two legs all day, but suddenly a baby does it and, oh, we're all impressed. (laughs) The problem is, when a Republican opposes Trump, other Republicans chase them out. So if the only opposition that counts is Republican, it's like saying what you're going to need are some ice cubes that are warmer than 32 degrees. But that's when they turn into water, Robert. Just wet, wet partisan water. You know what I mean? Who's Robert? He's the author of the article. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No, I like that because I'm sure someone in the audience was asking the same question and now you've given them the information. (laughs) Also, the hardest thing to admit in America is that we are actually not split 50-50. The truth is there is a huge number of people who have the weirdest grouping of beliefs imaginable. And then in addition to those people, there are Americans who don't pay attention to politics at all, all of whom are being inundated with right-wing propaganda. Now, don't, don't close the window just yet. All right. What I'm saying is Democrats aren't screaming into a void. They're screaming into a WWE wrestling match or a monster truck rally. But there are people who hear us and turn to their neighbor and say, did you hear what that weird gay guy said? That's a really good point. Yes, I would love for Republicans to turn their back on Trump. But more than them, we have to allow for the possibility that there are people who are, let's say, diagonal to Trump or kitty corner or sideways to Trump, all of whom are open to an actual better world. There have to be. You're not the only ones watching this YouTube video. So there's that. Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. At KPMG, we make the difference. It's not just something we say. It's what we do. Our professionals believe in the value of collaboration and the power of technology. We work closely with clients to uncover insights that illuminate opportunity, develop bold solutions that innovate industries, and create better outcomes driven by data. Brighter insights, bolder solutions, better outcomes. It's how our people make the difference, driving growth and value for our clients. KPMG, make the difference. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. In other equally important news, the Wall Street Journal reports that McDonald's is overhauling their menu with over 50 changes that they're calling the best burger strategy. For example, they're swapping out the buns for a new bun they're calling brioche style. That's right. Style. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you hear brioche, you know they're, this is a, they're, they're talking about a they're $2 increase. They're sesame seeds off the yeah. buns that no. they already got. <laughs> no, they're putting, no, no. They, have, they, have, they have announced that the buns will still have sesame seeds, Phew. but they will be distributed in a way that looks more random. <laughs> oh, Wait, <what? laughs> yeah, that's What's right. What's happening over at McDonald's? <laughs> the changes will also reportedly feature meltier cheese and onions added to the burgers while on the grill so that they caramelize. <laughs> McDonald's, we're cooking the food now. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the Big Mac will get more Big Mac sauce, which the chain celebrates as bringing more tangy sweetness in every Big Mac bite. Big Mac sauce is, of course, how Trump describes his semen. Ew. Oh. oh my God. Yuck. No. That's the reaction. So they're, but, but they are, they're going to put more Big Mac sauce on the Big Macs. 
How well, now much? I don't want it. Yeah, how <laughs> much are you talking about? Said the McDonald's board of directors about added sauce. Wetter, wetter, I love that. I love the imagining the McDonald's board meeting. Just these people in their suits, just like wetter burgers, like wetter. What? I'm eating this in the car. Right, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm eating yeah. this in the car. I have one hand on the burger, one hand on the wheel. I am crying. Like, I can't. I've had a horrible day. I know what you mean in theory. I've never had a Big Mac. Oh, You've I never see. had a Big Mac? I've never had a Big you Mac. You have to eat them within five. If you eat them within five seconds, they're great. And then after that, it becomes something you might want to go ahead and throw in. <laughs> like, it, 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 it is cold and dry. So I, and he I'm would eating. catch it with his mouth like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. Oh. And he only gets stronger. Right. You're only, you're only right. empowering him. He's right. yeah. a diet coke. He catches it like this yeah. and chugs it. I was like, like, we are a critical loss. Oh my God. See, this is bad. We found that small changes like tweaking our process to get hotter, meltier cheese and adjusting our grill settings for a better sear added up to a big difference in making our burgers more flavorful than ever, said McDonald's senior culinary innovation director, Chad Schaefer. I have not seen a photo of Chad Schaefer but I'm embarrassed to admit how hot he is in my mind. Is Just that the his hot... actual title? Is this a yes. real? Oh. oh. Senior yes. culinary. Well, we got to find that picture. Don't look him up. I want it to keep in my mind what I'm picturing, which is the He's hottest gorgeous. porno version of this man. <laughs> Just the hottest dude. Just flipping burgers, apron, but nothing else. <laughs> Come on, that's I'm so not going to cool. tell you what he looks like, but I will tell you that he went to the Culinary Institute of America. That sounds cool. That makes sense. An educated burger bro. Mm-hmm. Should we the, try to hook you guys up? I just love the idea of like, imagine you're dating someone. Now imagine every day when you come home, that person is like, hey, here's a new McDonald's invention that if you like it, I'm going to send it to 14,000 locations. No, that would be... That's my dream. That would be phenomenal. That's yeah, my that's dream. <laughs> um, that's my dream. And every time it's, it's like slightly more wet. It's Think about how many... They have rolled out in the past couple of years, like the hot and spicy McChicken or the hot and spicy sure. Nuggets. Think about all the all the ideas that were on the cutting room floor that you could have sure. sampled. Oh, we'll never know. I would love to see that. List. <laughs> have you ever seen the documentaries about what goes on in those test kitchens? It's so no. fun. Oh, no. Shaver describes cooking the old McDonald's burger to compare it to the new version. This one, he said, is kind of dry. It cracks. And this is the best case example at headquarters. Wetter. 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 Shake Shack. The changes were that's but that's where they're doing this. Yeah, they gotta compete. To up, yeah. Oh, they gotta so compete. Burgers now. You yeah. have you can't have the dry burger. You can't have the dry burger. You can't <laughs> have the dry burger. I will say though, I, there's just nothing like driving through a McDonald's drive thru and saying, I just want the biggest Diet Coke. That science will allow. <laughs> and a large and a Mc, fry. And a McDouble. For me, it's just get a McDouble. Ooh. Oh, cool. for me, it's a large spray and a large fry. That's, That's like bright. what I always order. I need the protein. I, I don't want just the fries. That's pro- you, you consider that protein? I do. Okay. That's that's what I'm, that's, I, I do. My mouth do. is watering just having this conversation. The changes were tested in Australia, Canada, and Belgium before their widespread American release. Got it tested in Belgium in case it sucks. The Belgian McDonald's customers don't have guns. McDonald's hopes to roll out the new burgers to its 13,460 American locations by early 2024. 2024, it might bring us a second, infinitely worse Trump presidency, but also a more evenly seared Big Mac. God doesn't give with both hands. <laughs> wetter. Would wetter, you, wetter. Wetter. Would you give up a better Big Mac? Like, I'm going to give up the, the Cubs winning the World Series. You're, you have to give up a better Big Mac, obviously, to avoid. Of course. What are what are we all sacrificing? Nothing. <laughs> I, 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 women can have it all. 
I could have a, a second term of the Biden presidency, and I could also That's have right. a big yeah, 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 the By the way, uh, thus creating the saddest definition of it all in human, <laughs> human fucking history. All right, that is our show. Thank you to Kobe for sitting in. Of course. Thank you to Kendra. Thank you to Hallie. Thank you to the whole team. We're, we're, we're running through the tape. So you're going to hear this today. We have another show on Saturday. Then we got one more week of shows. Then we're going to take some time off with some best ofs, right? Yep. Hell yeah. All right. See you slots on Saturday. Wetter, wetter, wetter. Love it or leave it, it's love it or leave it. Judge Tanya Chutkin. Fuck. Chutkin, Chutkin, Chutkin. Chutkin, Chutkin. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. 